The final part of our Shock Absorber and Damper series with Oscar Fionato from Super Shocks is this week on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. Oscar, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport and uh, fascinating to see how far it's gone and I'm sure there's so much more we could talk about as well. Have you found that uh, the internals and what you're trying to do is a very transferable um, design? Because a open wheel shock which is using levers and, and using counterpoints compared to a, a V8 shock or a, a, some of the uh, aftermarket shocks that we're talking about where they're directly fixed from the suspension to the uh, to basically the uh, uh, the wheel. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So, so the the philosophy still stays the same. I mean, you're still bound by the laws of physics. Um, and um, with the with an open wheel car, the biggest influence, as I said to you before, is aerodynamics. With the counter levers um, or rockers, as we call them in the industry, that's an advantage in the um, in the uh, open wheel cars because. What it enables it to do, it enables the damper to work harder and that actually does improve the efficiency of the damper because you can change what we call within the industry the motion ratio. What that means is that the damper moves more in some cases than the wheel does. But most importantly, these ratios stay the same between what we would call a heave motion up and down or a roll motion, which is a lateral motion, so when you roll in the middle of the corner, or a pitch motion when you're under brakes. In a V8 supercar, particularly in the old car, that can have a small effect, and um, where you might have a slightly different leverage ratio in, in roll, pitch, and heave. So the fact that you have in an open-wheel car those levers, as you, um, or rockers as we call them, does create a higher level of efficiency, particularly in the fact that you can alter that ratio to make the damper move more. And, um, and, and in that case, the dampers do become more efficient. Mm. Even, even poor dampers become more efficient. Mm. But the same still applies with our damper because of its efficiency levels. It enables you to even um, to have even a greater advantage because you can then optimise the aerodynamics a little bit more in an open wheeler, which is what we were able to achieve with the Formula E car. And in Formula E, um, they have, because of the way that the vehicles work, um, there's a big influence in the way that they brake with um, with the electric motor. Um, and, um, and because the torque curve is completely flat. They have instantaneous torque, so traction is paramount. Um, and because we are unable to reduce the contact batch variation with, with high efficiency dampers, that gave them advantage, particularly because they run at street circuits where you've got a lot of curb ride um, and, and quite bumpy low grip surfaces. Mm. And obviously to have these dampers all over the world, and normally the big teams want to have an expert embedded in their organisation, that means some of these staff you're using are doing a fair bit of travel. Yeah, we have, we have staff that um, travel a fair bit. Um, 
we um, we provide a surprisingly because the as you know you know with technology nowadays and with the um, the freight industry the way it's developed the world is a smaller place so we um, with the programs that we and the teams that we support we um, we don't actually have to have a technician at each round gone are the days that. A lot of teams would take a shock dyno and revalve the dampers at the track. I think that's rare even in V8 supercars today. So because the understanding of suspension aerodynamics tyres is at a much greater level, the teams have got a very good understanding, even before they pull the car out of the truck, as to what their test program is going to be, as to what tuning they're going to do. Obviously, that can change dependent on conditions. But... They're pretty well set up nowadays, and we we have a very very good through life support system, which is all uh, every, every program has um, very detailed documentation. And through um, these uh, our through life support system, we're able to provide the end user or the team with a, a very efficient model, so that they're not um, having to pull dampers apart or 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 or, um, or service them between events. So. Um, and that works very successfully. So whilst, yes, we have a, a, a team of guys that travel, it's, um, it's not as um, frequent as you'd, as, you'd, as you'd probably imagine. Mm. Well, Oscar, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you and uh, wish you all the best for the, the ongoing development and growth of Supershocks. No, no, I appreciate that. One of the things that I did forget to message, me- mention, that the other thing that we have done, which we haven't talked about, is... Um, we in, in the range is the sprint car shock. I don't know if you're aware, but we developed the sprint car shock, which won on debut. And um, we also developed a um, Fink buggy racer shock as well, which has been extremely successful. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing diversification then. Yeah, I think, I think as I said to you earlier, in, in today's world, you need to be able to diversify your business, particularly if you own your IP and you're developing IP, because... Yeah. We, you know, like, um, we can't rest on our laurels. And that's why I've got 17 engineers constantly mm-hmm. developing um, new ideas, thinking outside the square, um, patents, whatever it may be, to try and provide that, that, that edge and to give, um, give the end user a great experience on an Australian built and designed product. Mm-hmm. It's been fascinating to see how this small Australian company has been developing and how remarkable it has become. Two weeks ago, the V8 Supercars were at Queensland Raceway with Triple Eight Race Engineering wrapping up the two events. Shane Van Gisbergen winning on Saturday and Craig Lowndes on Sunday. And Inside Motorsport caught up with both. Well, Shane Van Gisbergen, congratulations. The winning just keeps continuing for you in, <laughs> in Fiat Supercars. Yeah, it's been a good year and everything. And, yeah, just stoked to be, be a part of this team and, and, yeah, getting better and better and more comfortable in the car. So, yeah, to get a couple of few wins now is, is awesome. So hopefully keep pushing on. You've been in a number of different teams, three-car teams, yep. one-car teams. How different is it to be in a three-car team that is a podium team for every car? Yeah, uh, obviously Stone Brothers, when they were good, was, was really awesome as well, a good dynamic. But... You know, I think you see the strengths uh, at, at Townsville the first day and, and here the first day we weren't very strong and then, you know, we're all three cars on the podium and all three cars competitive at Townsville. So to be able to recover from situations like that and have the knowledge of the setup is is something that's uh, really impressed me this year. So 
pretty cool. Well, all the best for the rest of the year. All right, thank you. Craig Lance, congratulations. Another solid weekend. Yeah, look, it's great. It's something that uh, you never know uh, going into rounds at uh, how you're going to perform, but, uh, you know, this is has being our home track, everyone's expected us to do well, and I think that uh, you know it's great that we can um, show that. You know, all three cars were fast yesterday. To get a lockout on the podium was sensational. Uh, today, Jamie and Jamie and I had a good battle from the from basically the start of the race. Not sure what happened to Shane and his performance. I know he was going backwards at times, so um, that is a little bit disappointing knowing what speed he had yesterday. But uh, for us, yeah, look, it's great. Um, to have a victory, it's uh, you know it's nice to be able to uh, bounce back after Townsville. You know, it didn't definitely go to plan up there, and uh, of course it puts us back into the hunt of the championship. And uh, anytime you can beat Jamie or uh, Shane, it's a good day. Being part of Triple Eight, but a one-car team. As far as the media, the commitments, the the uh, the stuff you have to do, not so much in the car, but out of the car. Oh, that hasn't changed at all. I think that uh, you know, it's, it, to be honest, anything outside the race car has probably increased because we're still doing what we used to do with Red Bull side, and we still do now more for Caltech. So, um, outside the car, it's probably probably more intense than what it was in the past. But um, but as in a sense of a garage, you know, we obviously deal with uh, less crew. Um, we got a half the size of a garage now to work with instead of a full one. Um, but you know, Techno have been fantastic. You know that we share a, share a garage with them. We share a boom. Those guys have uh, lifted their act with uh, pit stops and everything else because we have to use their guys. Um, so yeah, I think that as, as a unit, uh, we, we've come together really well. And I think that uh, Ludo is, uh, you know, we all, we all sort of have a laugh and joke about how crazy he is, but uh, you know, he is a smart guy and uh, you know, he's really doing uh, wonders for us. As That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.